Welcome in to another edition of the DNVR Watches Love is Blind podcast. Ryan Konigsberg here with Ali Monroy. Ali, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Actually, I need more alcohol <laughs> after that last episode. <laughs> well, I was personally just going to say I'm doing great. I've been um, trying to get on Jessica's level drinking whiskey on an empty, empty stomach. So, uh, Oh, geez. Jessica, her level is is a different one. I don't know if you want to get on that. Well, like, I, I feel like I'm usually not a sloppy, slurry drunk. Like, I feel like that's happened to me like two or three times in my life. And I think that every time she has a sip of alcohol, she becomes that. It's unbelievable. Definitely. I mean, every, like you said, every time she drinks and she is drinking quite a lot from what we see. Like every time we see her pretty much, she has a drink in her hand. Okay. So we did the first podcast. uh, A a lot has happened. A lot has changed. (laughs) Not just like on the show, but like also in the world. It feels like it's been a lifetime since we did that podcast. Was that just last week? Like I I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. I don't even really know where I am. <laughs> I think that was just last week. Yeah, we we're on episode six. That was oh no, it's been two weeks. Okay, okay. that makes me Thank feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm back in like school when you know that like school ends in June, and so you're just like counting every, down the days. Right, like every day that passes by feels like a win. Like, you're like, all right, one day closer to summer. I feel like that's what I, where I'm at right now. I'm just like, oh, two weeks? We've been two weeks? All right, like, we're making progress towards <laughs> a, an undefined finish line. But anyway, so aside from that, since the point of this entire thing is to get away from that, uh, a lot has changed. We started in watching a show that was about people talking to each other in pods, to trying to define whether or not love is blind. Since then... The entire premise of the show has been completely unraveled, <laughs> and we not only have gone on a full-scale vacation to Mexico for free, for free, but now we are back uh, on the mainland, I assume, and living together in a free apartment in a neutral zone, as they defined it. What does that even mean? Like, we know what the neutral zone is in football. (laughs) What does it mean in this show? Basically, they didn't want them to, like, Mark have to, like, immediately move in with, uh, and then, like, get rid of his house. Mark have to immediately move in with Jessica and, like, get rid of his house and, like, hire movers and, like, take that extreme when we don't even know if they're going to make it to the end. So they wanted them to have, like, a place where it's neither of theirs, neither of them have, like, areas that are like it's just like their home so that the playing field is even so So this is essentially just an extended vacation yes they're they're at a hotel but it's real it's an apartment complex yes okay that makes a little bit of sense so obviously um when you're in mexico there's less drama than when you're at home or in in this second location and it feels like the drama is starting to ramp up give me your takeaways episode six what was your favorite part my favorite part wow or at least favorite but they're all really add up to be the same thing. <laughs> it's it's all hate love with this show 
my least favorite part i think would have ha- would have to be uh right at the end with jessica and mark and i know we want to get into that later but i that was my least favorite part of the whole show okay so jessica does this thing that is the worst thing which is when she gets drunk she takes everything as a personal slight it's not even when she's drunk it's just who she is every conversation that they have mark is having to defend himself like no other sober sober or not sober it's ridiculous i don't think you've seen her sober (laughs) so it's just when she gets drunk but that might just be always for her um she does everything is a personal attack and that is the most frustrating thing like I don't know if you've ever been around someone who is like that um I could think of one very specific person who I won't put on blast but (laughs) I know someone very well who's just like this and it is the most frustrating thing in the world when someone thinks that if you just disagree with them that it's an attack on them and that is what she's doing so I feel for Mark although he is being such a baby i'll use nice a different words. b word uh, about the entire thing like he's just letting her walk all over him and he's like sorry 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 but oh, yeah. yeah that was that was the that was the uh i was actually defending jessica's honor not actually but in our slack channel just saying that like she's entertaining that part actually got me like gritting my teeth yeah she's ridiculous like i said earlier she's always having mark defend himself they she's always self-sabotaging like giving him every scenario as to why they shouldn't work out and when he in a sense passes all her tests she's like mad and says like I have never met anyone who is this emotionally available and it's like weird and then she like insults him for like caring about his mom and like liking to talk about his mom and like saying like he wants to build a relationship and have like a strong woman like his mom and she takes that as an insult like that's a that's such a great thing I can understand maybe it can get annoying at a certain point I guess but like let him talk about his mom and how much he loves her like that's what you would hope that your boyfriend would have a good relationship with like their family you know well she uh notably lied to her mom right to her mom's face on this episode so she clearly doesn't have that much respect for her mom so maybe uh she just doesn't appreciate that because she doesn't have the same respect for her mom that he has for his mom maybe yeah i mean she's just she told his mom she told her mom right when they got on their phone i met the man of my dreams it's like jessica we've literally been watching you for multiple episodes here talk about how he's just like not good enough for you and then you just lied to your mom so I feel like this can dive us into the end of the episode but I want to hit the 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 beginning of the episode first before that so what did you think of we got to see so they move into a neutral place together but then they have to all go get their things from their apartments or homes which makes me think that a requirement was you had to live in the Los Angeles area right? Because they all go to their apartments to grab stuff. And like, I thought, uh, I thought uh, Jessica and Mark were from Chicago, but maybe they're originally from Chicago and everyone there lives in, lives in. Why are you thinking that? Why could they have just flown to their place? 
because they're all in cars. It just doesn't make sense for them to go to their individual places, each of their places. Hmm, I think you're uh, you're jumping to conclusions, a la Jessica. <laughs> all right. Well, I I bet I can Google it, and the uh, requirement was you all had to live in the um, Los Angeles area. But anyways, all right, I'll stand corrected. Um, uh, so the first couple we see is oh mark and jessica (laughs) and we go to mark's apartment where his roommates just really really hurt his case of being a 24 year old his roommates get in there and they're like oh yeah jessica just wait like he hates doing dishes the big thing that's different with him gone is that we actually have food in our pantry he never likes to go grocery shopping and now we learn we know how much Jessica cares about her age and like all that stuff. So I was like, oh, poor Mark, your roommates are just not helping you out. Yeah, that was uh that was rough. They really put him on blast, but I I guess it, she needs to know. I mean, the thing is we know that this one isn't working out. Oh yeah, no way. And can I just rewind really quick and remind everyone that on the very first episode, we each predicted okay ryan you got it right we each predicted three couples that would be proposing and i i went three for three i said amber and barnett i said jessica and mark and i said diamond and carlton and and it had nothing to do with success of the relationship so bang 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 three for three congratulations to you ryan thank you anyways (laughs) uh yeah i mean Maybe uh, Barnett's roommates are trying to do him a favor. You mean Mark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark's roommates. <laughs> Maybe Mark's roommates are trying to do him a favor, getting him out oh, because they don't like Jessica, so they're trying to blow it for him. Maybe. And then we get to go see Jessica's house, which she is a nice house. Um, Did you agree with me that she had great taste in interior design? Yeah, she does. But it's just, I feel like it's very millennial-esque, so. Well, because, like, Eric... D-line. As, as in um, minimalistic for the people who don't know. Yeah, D-Line said it was like so bland and boring. And I'm like, I, I like, no, I, I don't look at it as bland and boring. I look at it as simplistic. He later said he wasn't talking about Jessica's house. He was talking about someone else's house. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, like Barnett's house was really bland. bland. Yes, he didn't. He said, oh, I wasn't talking about Jessica's place. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> um, I thought I thought Jessica's place looked great. That was that's her best quality. That's true. We oh. there all we learned was Jessica kept being kept doing math and being like, "When I'm fifty, you're gonna be 40. And it's like, "Yes, Jessica, he was, knows. We all know." <laughs> it's like Jessica, you're always going to be ten years older. <laughs> it doesn't matter what age you say. It always ends up you're ten years older than him. 60 50 70 she kept doing it she was like when i'm 74 when i'm 50 when i'm 60 and i'm like it doesn't change dude shut up and also obviously like i don't know i haven't been personally in a relationship with someone who's 10 years older than me but 10 years the older you get the less it matters yeah so like 50 and 60 is the same thing yeah in my opinion and that's what mark said too he was like at that point it doesn't you're, matter. You're just old. It definitely makes a difference when you're 20 and 30 and when you're 10 and 20, like that type of age difference, 15 and 25. 
like obviously most of those are illegal but still like the maturity level matters in that that type of stage of life but at that point when you're 50 60 you've grown you've seen the world okay so we've given mark and jessica a lot of screen time here we have um speaking of things that weren't as bad as they were made to seem in this show we had our first true drama between barnett and amber Mm. when amber reveals that she has student loan debt and student loan debt is very real and something that a lot of people in our age bracket are dealing with in today's day and age and so when she starts kind of like building this up, I'm expecting her to drop a bomb. Like if she had said she's $200,000 in student debt, I would have understood and, you know, and um, I guess, you know, felt bad for her. But the bomb that is dropped is that she's $20,000 in student debt, which I'm pretty sure anyone who's in student debt uh, would, not anyone, but most people who are in student debt right now would take 20,000 in a heartbeat. So yeah, I'm in student debt. So I could say, oh my God, 20 grand really is nothing compared to the way the expenses. I went to see Boulder. So you can just assume um, go buffs, but I don't think it was just that bomb that she drops. It's the fact that she has never made a payment to her student loans. So then Barnett's like, oh, so like that's getting worse and worse because she's never paid. She said she was homeless for a period. She said she was living on her couch. She only has one credit card. Her, uh, her, what's it called? Her credit score is like average because she only has one credit card and it's a makeup credit card. And they only gave her a $700 limit. <laughs> like, I think it's just all of these things put together that, Barnett's like oh wow I would have to be the provider and then she even adds that she wants to be a stay-at-home mom so I feel like that is a lot to drop on someone like oh I have all this debt um I have this and this and I don't want to work and I've never paid those and I want to be a a stay-at-home mom like this is all on you like once we get married this is shared so that is a lot so I don't blame Barnett for reacting kind of like Oh, wow. All right. I, yeah. I mean, I was like trying to tweet. This same thing happens every time we're on the podcast. I'm trying to tweet. I'm trying to take notes. I'm trying to be prepared here and I miss things. So I, I just thought that was like, <laughs> that was the bomb that she dropped. It makes more sense now. Um, they are, to me, though, like the secret power couple. No one really? wants to, no one wants to acknowledge this because no one likes Barnett and Amber's just, <laughs> you know, a wild thing, but there's, they're the best couple that that's out there right now. Oh, Lauren and Cameron fans would riot. (laughs) Brandon and Lindsay would be yelling at you right now. They're overrated. There's no spice to their relationship. There doesn't have to be spice to a relationship. Yes, there does. (laughs) Otherwise you're just friends. Disagree. Anyways, I don't think that I think they're up there in the rankings of don't confuse don't confuse spice with drama I'm not saying I think you're talking about a spark it's just there there's nothing there there's no there's no their their relationship isn't dynamic in any way they're a mature relationship they just get along They, they just get along 
That's all they have going for them. All right. Barnett and Amber, I think they are up there on the power couples just because they fit each other very well. Yep. They haven't really had despite many. Despite what Jessica thinks. Yeah, despite what Jessica thinks, who's trying to like ruin it all. Um, they're both very touchy. They're both very social. They're both a lot. Um, and I think that's like why they were attracted to each other. If you could you think of Amber with anyone else in this group? No way. I think Barnett was definitely the right pick if she was gonna be with anyone. So I agree that they're they're up there on the power rankings. I don't think they're the best couple. The, so you've got them as at number two. Well, we'll get her. I guess we'll get around yeah, to the we'll rankings. We'll get to that. All right, let's make our rounds through here. Um, Lauren and Cameron, is that his yes. name? Um, sorry, he's so nondescript that it's just easy to forget him. Um, what was their little bump in the road? I, I, they had some drama. You really ha- weren't paying attention <laughs> at all to this show, were you? <laughs> no, I was paying attention as much as I could. <laughs> okay. Their drama was she went to her house. Ha- they went to her house first. And she was like, oh, I've always been a- like, I've always I've lived alone for a very long time. I really like my space. Like, this is my sanctuary. Like, I really love it. But it's small. And scientist guy was like, yeah, it is pretty small. And then you go to his house and it's a full house with like a balcony, three bedrooms and all that. And it's really nice. And um, Lauren's like, oh, wow, this is like a really nice house. Um, And they start talking about how one of the bedrooms could be for a kid. And and they kind of start like, it seems normal, like they're like having a good time. But then she's like, well, I don't, he's like, well, I hope this is our house. Like you just brought up like that room being kids. Like I would love for you to move in here once we uh, get married. And she was like, what would you think if I kept my other apartment too? How would that work? She was like, it's just such a great location. She kept bringing up the location. And she was like, how would you feel about that? And obviously he feels uncomfortable. Like you're getting married like you're sharing like you're starting this journey together um he has a mansion yeah but she's like i don't know if i want to give up my personal space which like honey that's what all right that's what happens when you get married like welcome to being in a relationship yeah we don't live alone anymore even if you're not married and you move in together like you can still like you can still have a room that's like your personal space like she had like a studio or whatever um for her work which I don't really know what it is but like one of the rooms could be that like you can compromise like but you're getting married so you should live together <laughs> yeah uh, the the when the part where she's like oh my god like I might have to give up my personal space was ridiculous it's like what you think you're just gonna marry someone and live in separate houses definitely um made their relationship more real in the sense that like this is an experiment. It is moving really fast. And she got like overwhelmed by the fact that like, oh, wow, like I'm going to move in here with him, like, and get married with him after what? Lindsay, I said she was acting More weird. reality. Lindsay setting in, in for her. Slack, so I guess that would make sense. Yeah, I don't know. I Every episode I've been just begging, I've just been waiting for the scene where he has to meet her dad and I'm sad that it hasn't come You just yet. want drama. <laughs> yeah, that, why else do you watch these shows? <laughs> That's why everyone's like, oh, like I hate 
Jessica, I'm like, look, Jessica brings the brings the heat. Uh, it's she getting sucks. a little much though. She sucks on every level, but that's the point of the show is to is to have the drama. That's what keeps you entertained. So I guess the only couple we didn't or the two couples we didn't see their housing interactions was Gigi and Damien. We um, saw it for a second. No, they were at the shared apartment. When yeah, he was oh, right, right. Stuff. We didn't go to their house. We didn't go to their house. And then Kelly and Kenny, and it's because Kelly had to go to San Diego out of nowhere. Um, I hate that I'm admitting this because I've been hating on Kenny and Kelly the whole time. The little interaction where he had to, like, say goodbye to her at the airport, I was like, oh, man, he actually loves her. <laughs> I agree. Like, and like uh, he's really bummed that he can't be with her right now. And like he didn't go to um, the party for Dame. Like I feel like he he their relationship is more real. I yeah. Like obviously, like I said, we'll get around to our power rankings. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, I kind of feel bad for hating on them because <laughs> that was legit right there. I saw that look in his face. So when is that, what's going to take for Cameron to do to Lauren that makes you believe they're love? They're so boring <laughs> that there's nothing that can, there's Kelly nothing. Kelly and Cameron are pretty boring, or I'm mixing up all the names. Kelly and Kenny are pretty <laughs> boring too. They are boring, but I don't know. I guess there's, there's something that could happen that could make me feel that way. But I feel like um, Cameron has been underloved in his life and he's just basking in the the like attention okay well that's all the houses that we got to see in this episode you know i'm gonna admit it these episodes go too fast <laughs> i am i always complain about oh my god the bachelor's two hours tonight what which is normal or even when they go three hours i'm like oh my god three hours are you kidding me but it's because it's so drama filled that you need those three hours to like keep you on the edge of your seat for the next episode. And I feel like this is like 45 minutes. The episodes keep getting like shorter and shorter. And I'm just like, oh no, it was just getting good. And to everyone out there, I know it's a Netflix show, so I could keep watching. But oh. as Ryan says, the schedule makes us stronger. We need the schedule. In times like this, <laughs> we need the schedule. We need structure in our lives, Allie. <laughs> and so okay. the schedule is what keeps us sane. Okay, I I haven't skipped forward, so clearly Good. I'm listening. What some were you going to say, though? Some people in our company cannot say the same thing, and for That's that, true. I'm disappointed. Um, like, you wait a whole week for The Bachelor, I wish it was 10 hours long. <laughs> uh, I know. It's because it's so drama-filled, too. Like, don't tell me you don't leave every Bachelor episode or Bachelorette being like, oh, I can't wait till next week. <laughs> There's no, unless the amount of time the show was was longer than the gap between the shows, I wouldn't <laughs> complain about it. If each uh, show was 36 hours long, I would be like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Takes up three days, and then we have to wait four more for the next shift. 
No, you would not. <laughs> That's all complete over-exaggeration. All right. I honestly can say, though, if it was 10 hours long, I would support it. <laughs> two a hours of- two what? hours a night for five nights. Then you oh, get a two-day break that. before the next one. You made it seem like it was 10 hours straight. No, well, I'm saying it's ten, a 10-hour ten episode. Then you just watch two hours a night. No, if they just split it up so it's a nightly show, like every two hours night. every every weekday. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Anyway, clearly I'm we're missing in. that franchise, but this this has become more entertaining than I thought it was. I threw a lot of hate that first episode that we recorded this podcast, and it's definitely got entertaining. I like want to watch more, and so hey. They're doing a good job, I guess. Oh, they also renewed season for season two and three, so. It's like the difference between playing at a really nice golf course and a really average one. Like, it's not the same, but it's still golf, and you enjoy (laughs) it. You're still, you know, in golf, you're still outside with your buddies drinking beers. In this, you're still commiserating with your friends about how ridiculous it is while, while drinking. And shout out to all of you who tweet and uh, stay with us watching it because the hashtag DNVR watches has been going off every night, trending number one in Denver. And like, of course, that wouldn't be possible without all of you guys. So we appreciate you and we appreciate you following along and being miserable with us. But I've seen so many people be like, I thought I was going to hate this and now I like it. I hate you, DNVR. (laughs) I've got a great one here. It was a tweet sent to me by Justin Guevara. I'm going to mess that up. So sorry in advance. Um, He said, I've never been one to watch these types of shows, but it was something to do to pass the time while we're at home. Now I can't wait for you to see uh, the weddings and the reunion show. I blame at Ryan. (laughs) Exactly. So thank you for everyone who listens to the podcast, first of all, and then tweets at us and hangs out with us on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Shout out to to Strava Craft Coffee for uh, repping it on the uh, on the uh, the DNVR watches sponsorship. Definitely. DNVR twenty twenty percent off your order of Strava Craft Coffee. They'll send it right to your door, which I feel like everyone's becoming more comfortable with things being sent right to their door right now. Like even I, who hate delivery food, am one of the few. But uh, (laughs) I'm starting to. become okay with food being delivered to me for me it also feels like a fun surprise even though i like if i order something from the internet like clothes or anything like that right now and i go to my mailbox and i get it i'm like oh yay like just it's something to look forward to and especially all of us um coffee addicts who need their coffee and if you have anxiety strava craft coffee is perfect for that because of the cbd it really helps calm down all those nerves during this time so dnvr 20 definitely check it out okay so the drama of the party the party (laughs) segment two i guess is to get dedicated to the party uh obviously the fireworks oh no keep going no okay the fireworks came unexpectedly in my opinion from Giannina and Damien. How do you say her name? Giannina. Wow, good job. I just call her Gigi because I had no idea how to say her name. 
Yeah, it's a really weird name. It's like a mix of a couple names. Gianna. I actually, I went to high school with a girl named Janina, which is pretty close to Giannina. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I didn't expect them to be the fight in public type. And oh my God. They really went at it there. Personally, I remain team Gigi in this situation. What was, why was Damien out here like, thinking he's Barbara Walters <laughs> trying to ask the tough questions out here. Um, I, he, he even said it when he, after he like made everyone uncomfortable, he was like, uh, I just like to be awkward sometimes, um, to like bring a smile to everyone's faces. So like, sorry. And then he kept being awkward and then he kept making Lauren uncomfortable because he was just asking all these like weird, intense questions. And Gigi got real upset. She like turned to him. She was like, why are you being so awkward? Or like, that was awkward or something. And then, then walked away and he got pissed off that she like stormed off and said that she was creating more of a scene. I honestly couldn't take um, Damien seriously while he was wearing that sweater. Like, why did he raid his grandfather's closet to get that sweater before being on television? Ryan, please tell the public what you call Damien. Oh, Case Keenum. He <laughs> looks exactly like Case Keenum. He gives off so many Case Keenum vibes. And that outfit was very Case Keenum. It was, but like, I didn't know they even still sold sweaters that looked like that. That was a rough rough look he needs to cut that sweater out of his life and if you need to cut a little something something out of your life oh jeez! if you know what i'm saying you need to check out manscaped they'll cut exactly what you need to cut out of your life with lawnmower 3.0 trust me your giannina will appreciate it <laughs> when you get the lawnmower 3.0 or just the perfect package not only will you get the Lawnmower 3.0, which has the nick-free technology, you'll also get a crop preserver, which is a deodorant that you're going to wonder why you never had deodorant for that area before. They've got the crop uh, reviver, which is just like a nice little midday spritz. And, <laughs> and I'm a child. It all comes in a bag. It comes with a body wash as well. Just just trust me. If you want to, you know, eliminate a future drama-causing situation in your relationship, you want to hit up Manscaped. Check them out. Use the code DNVR20 to get 20% off and free shipping. It's a, it's a deal that you just can't refuse. You know, our very own Henry Chisholm decided to use that uh, lawnmower on his legs because he's bored and this is quarantine. Um, because he's, he's a child. And he's also a child. Um, In a lovable way. Yeah, he's all of our little brothers, pretty much. Um, do you think that some of these contestants on Love is Blind need to use that on their body, chest hair and all? <laughs> no. You know what? Like, Let it free? In Cameron's defense, he's always going to be a hairy man. <laughs> and Lauren, whether, I don't know, she hasn't said anything about it yet. So uh, if she's into that, all the better. If she's not, 
you're stuck with it. Like my guy is not going to be manscaping his whole body every few days. Well, he's a hairy man, but he should use the lawnmower 3.0 on certain things. And he should use the promo code DNVR20 to get 20% off and free shipping. He absolutely should. Okay, back to the party and the drama that ensued between Damien and Giannina. Was that a was that the beginning of the end? I don't know. It I feel like everything is beginning to the end for them <laughs> too. Like last week um he was being shady and like weird because he said uh he like w- loved escaping the drama of his life and like Gigi got upset with that and was like asking him what he meant, what drama he wouldn't tell her and then finally he did, but like before he did, he like she went to the cameras when she was talking to them privately and was like, I'm done. I'm so done with this. So I feel like every, every episode is like they get upset in some way and Gigi overreacts because she's very immature. And, and I think there is some fault, a lot of fault on Damien's part, but Gianna, Gigi also constantly said she self-destructs whatever she self-destructs <laughs> relationships and like everything that if things are going well she likes to ruin it and like we've seen that so many times she like over she overlooks things or not she overlooks things she reads into things too much and then she freaks out and then she thinks there's a problem so i i don't think they'll last personally i think every time they've had an issue it's been his fault but um I yeah think but the that, way she reacts to yeah. it she is, to me, I put her on top of my power rankings of the women on this show, but she is immature. And that's why she has these overreactions to things, which I think he is not equipped to handle. And I think it's going to tear them down eventually. Agreed. Okay. We also had Jessica Ugh. going, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this this um, metaphor will resonate with you, but sometimes you play people in Madden who just only run hail mary. Especially back in the day, it used to be kind oh, of. Oh yeah, that was my move. Yeah, back in the day, <laughs> you used to be able to just run hail mary, and like, especially if you had a mobile quarterback, you could just take off with him because the whole defense would be cleared out with the hail mary. Anyways, that's Jessica's only move. She's just been throwing hail marys every single play with Barnett and I gotta say Barnett catches a lot of hate he has handled this situation masterfully he hasn't taken the bait at all I agree he has done a good job of staying on track with always saying like oh Amber and I are good like Amber and I are great like I really like her she's a perfect fit every time Jessica has tried to tear them down in some way and like try and make him question their relationship so I agree. Barnett has done a good job of rejecting Jessica, but again, it's because he rejected her from the start. He didn't want to be with her. She doesn't under understand that. Like she's still so obsessed with him and it's really ridiculous. And I am just waiting for her to cross the line and for Amber to try and fight her. Do we have any inclination that that might happen? Like, is there a tease of that? I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Damn. It's I not hope- because you can keep watching. It's not like The Bachelor or other shows where you get like a preview of next week. 
right, like, keep you true. interested. So we don't know. I Jessica just like embarrasses herself on a week in week out basis, and the the hail this latest hail mary, where he is just like shutting her down at every corner, like she's like. Um, so how are you and Amber? Like I could have never imagined you guys being together. And <laughs> was that good? Was that good? Was that, that was really good. <laughs> and he's like, oh my god, it's even better than I thought. Like he's just like giving it to, like he's like throwing little jabs yeah, at her. He's like, go away. Yeah, um, and and she's like, she uh, what's it called where you like give a compliment but it's actually an insult negging is that it I don't know so she's like yeah I mean her whole life is about you that's all she has going for her it's only you like that's so like that makes sense because the only thing she cares about in her entire life is you because you're the only good thing in her entire life oh my god you even bringing this back up makes me hate her even more like f off dude go away focus on your own relationship but she even admitted while talking to barnett when barnett was like then why did you say yes to mark if you don't feel that way and she was like i don't know i was just like so wrapped up with you and if there's 46 hours 40 42 of them i was thinking of you and i was in that relationship like she admitted that mark was a second choice hail mary because she wanted to stay on the show and didn't want to go home and then she has the audacity to finish talking to barnett and run and jump all over mark and like be so touchy feeling with him and confuse him even more she is just literally the worst do you feel bad for mark i do i think he's an idiot so a lot of it comes (laughs) because of his own self but I do feel bad for him because he's being completely played he really likes her he's trying to prove maturity because she's like you're 24 you're tw- or is 26 you're 26 24 you're tw- he's 24 oh my god he's my age um you're 24 yes, you're 24 so you're young. 24 <laughs> um, and so he's trying to like be mature and like handle this in a way that he doesn't come off as immature because of course you know she would use that against him and so I feel bad for him. He is an idiot because he's not realizing it all, but it's because he really likes her. And that's just sad. Like, she's literally like, um, this bed is so small, but you know, I like totally right now feel comfortable like being in it with Mark. And I think that's a big step in our relationship. I'm like, if you didn't even feel comfortable with being in a bed with him, how did you get engaged to him? Like you, oh, I just don't like her. Mark is really going to end this entire process without even getting laid. A hundred percent. That's a tough break. Mark um, could be using Manscaped and no one's going to see it. <laughs> no, nope. but that's okay too. Sometimes you just do it for yourself. There you go. Okay. I want to finish here by power ranking the Wait. couples. What? We got to talk about the ending that I said was my wor- the, my least favorite part. Oh, right, right, right. More Jessica and Mark. Surprise, I know. surprise. I'm sorry, guys, but it's just, she's so ridiculous. This she- is what I'm saying, though. This is what, this is why Jessica is great. She gives us something to talk about. 
It's true. I guess it's true. So they're like cuddling in bed after, of course, Jessica's still hammered um, after their little party. And Jessica goes like, oh, I love talking to Gigi. She's the best. She's like the most amazing, beautiful person ever. She's the best. And Mark tries to be sweet and goes, she's the second best. Um, She's a close second. She's a close second. Like saying that Jessica is the best being nice and she's that was like, like a total use me you do not talk about her like that that was a total um smooth talker guy thing to say girl says she's the best you say nah she's second like 99.9 percent of girls that line works on yeah you're like oh you're complimenting their friend while giving them a bigger compliment it should work 10 times out of 10. Yep, but nope, Jessica took it as an insult and was like, that she's beautiful. How could you ever say that? And Mark's like, oh my God, I was trying, I didn't make it, take it. Why are you taking it this way? He was like speechless. He's like, I didn't mean it that way. I was trying to give you a compliment. Then out of left field, Jessica goes, well, I think Barnett is really hot and sexy. And Mark's like, whoa, what? And then he walks away and he sleeps on the couch. So we literally out of nowhere. (laughs) She's like being annoying about him insult quotations, insulting her friend. And then out of nowhere goes, well, I think Barnett is hot and sexy. No, it wasn't an insult to her friend. It was that she was saying like, you're like, you're saying like, there's someone who's like a close sec, like close to me. At least that's the way I read it. Is she saying like, like there should be no one that's close to me no ryan she literally was like she is beautiful she is amazing she is the most amazing person i've ever met in my life and for you to say that she's a second like she's second place is ridiculous Mm. you really need to go back and watch this episode (laughs) like i said in the very first episode (laughs) it's like broncos games i need to watch them twice clearly you can't tweet and be fully engaged online and see everything all at the same time. I'll give you the credit that we didn't know we were doing this podcast until five minutes until it ended. So we didn't have time to also take notes like we did on our first one. I, I always take notes just for my own personal file. But yeah, it was a, a little bit. Um, Last it minute. Ca- caught me off guard a little bit. Uh, okay. Any, anyways, she's a train wreck. They're done. So we've got five couples here, Gigi and Damien, Lauren and Cameron, Jessica and Mark, Amber and Barnett, Kenny and Kelly. Give me your fifth place, last place. Jessica and Mark. Jessica and Mark, last place. I agree. Fourth place, who you got? Fourth place. Um... Fourth place is actually a tough. Yeah, it is tough. Um, uh, Gigi and Damien. I I agree again. Gigi and Damien, and it's all Damien's fault. <laughs> <laughs> all right, third our, place. Who you our, got? our Slack messages about how Gigi can do no wrong with most of the men in this company is ridiculous. But anyways, um, third place, I've got Lauren and Cameron. Wow, you're on the same page as me again. 
Everyone <laughs> thinks Lauren Cameron is number one. I was kind of hoping you would put them there too. But I too have Lauren and Cameron at number three. No, I think after today's episode, it was starting to stir the pot of some drama. Um, and then we already know some of the the trailers or teasers for the next few episodes. So um, second place is Amber and Barnett. Uh, why are you agreeing with me on everything? <laughs> yes, Amber and Barnett and then Kenny and Kelly are number one. All right, we agreed all the way down the line. I liked it better in the first episode when we didn't agree and then I was right and you were wrong. Okay, well, looks like we'll both be right or we'll both be wrong. That was okay, your, but hold that on. Was that your problem for letting me go first. I, okay, so we both agree on this as the top five power rankings right now. But would you change it at all if I said you get a million dollars that you can only bet on one thing and it's to bet on who lasts the longest? We... Both currently have Kenny and Kelly as number one in the power rankings. Would you put your million on them? I would. All right. I would too. So with that, I think we're going to wrap up another episode of the DNVR Watches Love is Blind podcast. We appreciate everyone who tuned in for this podcast. I thought it was really fun. We appreciate you guys for tweeting along with us. It's been awesome. We appreciate everyone's support during this time. It's been a weird time, but I think we're figuring out a way to have fun with it. If you want to continue to support us, you can check out the shirt we just released. It's kind of representative of, you know, just how we feel about the times right now and the fight that we're in. But no matter how you're supporting us, whether it's just listening in, whether it's those of you who have upgraded your membership, whether it's those who are using our products that we represent, such as Manscaped, uh, any of those, it really means a lot to us. So thank you so much for tuning in and we'll hear, uh, we'll see you guys next time on the DNVR Watches podcast.